Hey guys, how's it going? Uh, Local Lou here. Thanks for stopping by. I'm here to talk to you about historical markers. I read what the marker says and then I kind of look into it and talk about things that popped out to me that you might find interesting. Before we get started, please remember that I'm just a local girl that likes history. I do my best with what is currently available uh, to use credible sources and back things up a little bit. But I'm a hot mess and I can't pronounce things and I might have frivolous opinions. In conclusion, I tried, I'm a mess, but I had fun and hopefully you do too. Okay guys, let's get started on our first historical marker. Historical marker number 78, erected in 1955, located in Lincoln County, South Dakota, Courthouse Square in Canton. First appeared on maps as Commerce City, 1866. Its first postmaster was Benjamin Hill, appointed 14 May, 1868. First settler here, L.P. Hyde, 1861. Cuppet, Hewitt, and Rhea built a blockhouse spring in 1868 where the courthouse now stands. County organized 30 December, 1867. Original plat under Act of Congress, Spring 1868. 25 Norwegian families settled near Canton in 1868. Sioux Valley News, first newspaper established 1872 by R.H. Miller. Railroad reached Canton in 1879. First county seat directed to be on Section 14, Township 98, Range 59, was named Canton by vote of settler, believed to be the exact opposite of Canton, China. O.E. Rolveg, author of Giants in the Earth, student, Augustana Academy, 1898-1901. through 1901. Ernest Orlando Lawrence, inventor of the cyclotron, an eminent scientist, was born here in 1902, as was Merle Tuve, developer of the famous radio proximity fuse of World War II. Okay, guys, that was number 78, our historical marker for today. We're going to start off with fancy word warning. The word is plat, which means plot of land. I felt like this is a fancy word because plat and plot are extremely similar. And, it, you know, they could have probably just used plot. Um, I would have understood it either way, though. Um, I looked it up just to verify that I was right. But I do remember learning the word plat in about fifth grade. But I still thought it was pretty fancy. Uh, let's dive right into the first settler. Uh, I found this really interesting because right away when I started looking up L.P. Hyde, who they said was the first settler of Canton, it seemed like settler, um, I, I don't know, uh, it, it felt like the first permanent resident was August Linderman. That is the information that I'm at least getting from some historical documents and um, Canton history, things like that. And he filed a claim in 1866. Um, but they say on this plaque, at least, that L.P. Hyde was the first settler of Canton. 
LP and his son Henry came from Albert Lee, Minnesota, which is about 187 miles away from Canton. It doesn't seem like their family was from Albert Lee, um, but they came from there to settle a little piece of land in Canton. They set up their claim where the ski jump would later be located uh, and planted crops and built a pole shelter near the future railroad depot. Then they left. <laughs> um, I'm assuming uh, having lived in Minnesota, they understood the weather around here and thought, no thanks, I'm not going to hang out for five months of blizzards in a pole structure in the middle of nowhere. Um, L.P. Hyde did come back, um, and his family came back, or at least some of them. Um, in fact, in 1870 census, they have the Hyde family, um, which was a pretty big family, uh, living in the Dakota Territory. Uh, Louis P. Hyde, uh, born April 11th, 1821, died April 28th, 1897. He was eight. He was 76, guys. That's pretty decent. Uh, he was born in Ohio and died in Oregon. And again, for the time period, kind of amazing. Uh, he seemed like an adventurer for sure. Um, I think you have to be pretty hardy stock to survive the Dakota Territory at that time. And not only did he survive, but he also went to Oregon, which means he probably took the Oregon Trail, uh, which I love that game as a kid. <laughs> I couldn't survive it, like, on a computer, so I'm sure I'd be dead by Missouri. Um, okay, Sioux Valley News was established in 1872, and it's still the official newspaper for Lincoln County, Canton, and Harrisburg. I think that's pretty amazing, especially in a day and age where newspapers aren't maybe as, um, I don't want to say as important, but they're not as prevalent. Um, they're not as, I don't think it's the first thing you go to, at least as, a, I hate to say millennial, but as somebody in the millennial spectrum, <laughs> I don't feel like a newspaper is the first place that I start. Um, let's get to this whole Canton China thing, <laughs> because uh, when I was reading the historical marker for the first time, I was very confused. I have never heard of Canton, China. Have you? Okay. Well, I'm going to pronounce all these things wrong. Gangzhou region, Gangdong province in China, also known as Canton, China. It is no longer referred to as Canton, China, and gotta be honest, probably was never called Canton, China. It definitely feels like one of those things where it was like a nickname, um, possible European or Portuguese, like, translation of the actual name. And it was like slang or a nickname that kind of stuck around. Um, it was a really active trade area, like, in the 1500s, so a long time ago. Um, and I feel like it actually makes me super interested in... Okay, well, I feel like it was probably outsiders that called Guang Guangzhou region, Gangdong province in China, Canton. I think uh, people, locals weren't calling it that. Um, but I'm actually really interested to know the actual person that suggested, like, what settler in Lincoln County was like, I, I want to name this Canton after Canton, China. 
Like, I bet they were a really interesting person. Um, somebody that would be fun at a dinner party. And that is um, definitely probably more book learned than I am. Um, and also, I'm super sad I don't have a globe for, for multiple reasons. But the biggest one is right now, I would love to put my finger on Canton, China and my finger on Canton, South Dakota and see if this settler was right. Um, they seem to think that we were on the exact opposite side of the earth and that's why they should be called Canton. So I think that's a pretty neat origin story for the name. Let's go into the claim to fame guys. They have uh, three different guys that they're saying are famous and they are. We have O.E. Rolvig, uh, who studied at Augustana Academy from 1898 through 1901. Rolvig was born in Norway in 1876 and died in Northfield, Minnesota in 1931. Two things <laughs> right away is that the Northfield... Well, okay, let's start with Norway. The Norway thing really seems to jive with this heavy Norwegian presence in Canton and really the surrounding areas. Um, we're gonna get into that later, figure out why, what's happening. And then number two, oh, Northfield, Minnesota. This is fascinating. Um, just because I am so into Jesse James, um, the fact that he was born in 1876, even though it was in Norway, and died in Northfield, Minnesota uh, in 1931. I just love 1876, Northfield, Minnesota in the same sentence. And that just happens to be when the James Younger gang uh, robbed the Northfield, Minnesota bank. And that was like super cool to me when I saw those dates line up, even though they were disjointed. Okay. Ernest Orlando Lawrence, inventor, born in Canton in 1901, died in 1958 in Palo Alto, California. Nobel Prize in Physics in 1939 for his cyclotron invention. So the cyclotron is a particle accelerator. It's insanely, insanely cool and very complicated, and I do not understand it. So he definitely deserved that uh that award there smart guy then we're gonna head over to merle tove tove i don't know however we're gonna say it uh he's a geophysicist born in canton in 1901 and died in bethesda maryland in 1982. he was the lead developer of a proximity fuse a fuse that um, detonates explosive devices when they're close to their target instead of like lighting a fuse and letting it go like time-wise this is about proximity so you can see that's a huge deal and is going to make a huge difference in just even how effective an explosive device is i think that's um kind of weird did you guys notice that the historical marker has both lawrence and tuve being born in 1902 and yet in my research, they're both born in 1901. So we have a couple things there that I'm kind of interested in, the difference in years that uh, Lawrence and Tuve were born, and then the fact that they're saying that um, L.P. Hyde was the first settler, and yet it feels like the first permanent residence was August Linderman, and I'm kind of torn on, maybe August should be on the 
historical marker somewhere. Seems like, seems like a maybe. Um, so I've been to Canton a few times in my life. Um, it's a short distance from my town. And one Saturday morning, I decided to drive there for breakfast. Um, I didn't check Google or TripAdvisor or anything. And I just, I, it, I know it's a small town. And I figured they would have a good hole-in-the-wall diner kind of place. Um, again, not relying on my phone. I drove around and eventually stopped to ask a woman I saw out gardening. Isn't that adorable? I asked her if there was any place that she would recommend. She came over to my car window. She told me how to get to a little place called Lori's Cafe as she touched me on the shoulder. And she was literally holding a basket of flowers from her front lawn. It was very Capra-esque. To use a fancy word. Um, Yeah, fancy word warning. Capra-esque means relating to the style of uh, the director Frank Capra and Frank Capra movies. I learned that word, or the first time I think I ever heard it was in that movie American President, An American President. Um, they use that word and it's always kind of been in the back of my head and now I finally got to use it, which is pretty exciting. Um, Canton is really adorable and it ended up, um, I ended up going to the historical marker to kind of see it in person and as well as the grave of a relative of LP Hyde. I will go ahead and put those things, the pictures, up on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest for you guys to take a look at. That was historical marker number 78. And if you ask me, I think it was pretty neat. Uh, Time to pack this one up, though, guys. I hate to see you go, but I will see you next time on Local Lou.